Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Andrew, tell us a little bit about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a service that you can use to donate to us if you enjoy our show. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty great. <laughs> um, what do we got? We got, uh, like, commentaries. We got... Um, the weekly after, after parties. After parties. There's a whole bunch of stuff you get as far as extra content goes. Um, and just on top of that, I mean, if you enjoy the show, it allows us to improve the quality and keep doing it, you know? Yeah, like Andrew's gotten like a mic update. He's got a arm. He's he's great. I I finally have two arms. Like I've lived my whole life with only one, but thanks to your kind donations, I now have an arm. An arm. Like mm, we're aiming for three soon, so just 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 wait. Just wait um, until you see me rolling around with three arms. Tooling around like he's James Dean. Um, our current patrons are Stephanie L, Terry Needleman, Max Lunig. Benjamin Lehrer, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, hashtag confirmed actual duck, Melissa Goldman, hashtag confirmed actual Goldman, Jess Lightning, and one of our most frequent commenters. We love you, Jess, because you're the best Jess on the show. Ewan Cassidy, named after Ewan McGregor. Haley McDonald, named not after Ewan McGregor. Taskier, Calum McLeod, Fire Up September, Sam Bergman, Mina Maniri, Monica Theroux and Brent Black. I believe that's Thoreau. Theroux. I have a friend named Alexandra LaRue, so anytime I see that, I'm like, Theroux. But apologies. Okay. Thoreau. I don't know how um, it's pronounced, to be fully honest with you. I'm just guessing based on words I've seen previously. <laughs> I'm guessing based on the language skills I've developed up to this point. Forgive us, Monica. Please let us know how to say your name if we've been saying it incorrectly for how many weeks. Um, but or you if you want to just us... let us keep doing it, it's fine. It's, I don't that's really fu- care either that's way. That's hilarious, too. Um, but you all Honestly. give us a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks, just go on to our Patreon. Join on to the team. Come on. It's it's fun. Everyone there, it's, we're like a family. We love each other. We support each other. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> all right. All right. You want to get the show started, Andrew? I think it's time to get the show started. Is it ty- time time to start the music? Time to light the lights? It's no, time we're not to talking about cheesies. the Muppets. <laughs> All, right, All right, let's get to it. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Jess? Andrew. Yeah? Are we going to have a problem? Do you got a bone to pick? We've come so far. Why now are you pulling on my dick? Um, well. I'd usually slap your face off and everyone here could watch. Okay. But I got some advice. I'm going to be nice. Listen up, biatch. Fair enough. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Hey, don't threaten me with a good time. Did you eat a brain tumor for breakfast? Something's going on. <laughs> with you. What are you what are you talking about? I, there's just something seems off with you. You're, you're speaking in like strange, like edgy <laughs> sayings. 
Well, that is probably because this week we are covering the cult musical classic, Heathers. Maybe prom night. Maybe dancing. Don't stop looking in my eyes. Can we be 17? Is that so hard to do? If you could let me in, I could be good with you. Let us be 17. Heather's the Musical is a rock musical with music, lyrics, and book by Lawrence O'Keefe and Kevin Murphy, based on the 1988 film of the same name written by Daniel Waters. After a sold-out Los Angeles tryout, the show moved to Off-Broadway in 2014. After the run in 2014, the show had an Off-West End run in 2018 that then transferred to the West End in 2018 for a limited engagement. While it's a high-energy black comedy, the show, opens, the show opens conversations about dark issues including bullying, teeth suicide, sexual assault, and violence in schools. So, let that be your trigger warning from here. This is going to go into some dark places just by the nature of the content in this show. So, if that's going to make you uncomfortable, maybe sit this episode out. If not, let, let's let's go into my candy store. Andrew, what do you think let's, of Heather's the Musical? Let's be honest here. This is no more edgy than any of the other musicals we cover. <laughs> really? Andrew, why don't you I, describe I think... the plot of Heather's the Musical to us, then? Alright, Heather's the Musical is... Um, well, okay. Yeah. How do you want me to go through this? You just want me to explain the story? Because I can do that real easy. Okay, let's do that. Alright. Um, it's like the the cliche high school of your dreams with uh, you know, all the different cliques. And there's the one girl that doesn't fit in. But then she makes friends with all the kids that do fit in. Okay, uh, if this sounds familiar, it's like the plot to everything. Like, I think this is the same plot as Be More Chill. At, at the start here. <laughs> Alright. Uh, they make friends with the cool kids, and then because of that, the uh, loser friend feels sad. Uh, but then the cool kids go too far and want to pick on the loser kid. So, uh, you know, the main character's like, no, no, don't touch her. She's my old friend. And she runs off. But the difference here is there's this other kid who is an <laughs> insane psychopath that she becomes friends with who murders everyone uh and that's kind of the plot <laughs> all right um so you're describing it more like a mean girls meets like um columbine uh, i mean it kind of is i mean the the kid is even full out trench coat mafia you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's not an accurate description of what happens in it but what did you think of the show andrew what did you expect just from the title alone and what did you get Okay, I had no idea what to expect from the title alone, but I think by the end of the opening song, I pretty much knew what I was going to get. All right. Um, though, honestly, I thought they were going to go further than they did, and I was a little disappointed. I thought this was going to be all-out slasher, but not quite. <laughs> so you're expecting something more in line with, like, Evil Dead the musical? No. No, I was expecting something more in line with uh, Scream the musical, which I don't think... Exi maybe it does? <laughs> no, I don't think that exists, but I wish it did! That's what I was expecting. Uh, I didn't expect any Heather to make it out alive, but they did. Oh well. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's still a lot of fun. It's a fun show. I, a, I don't know. So you're positive to get that on out, it. To get that out of the way right away, I'm pretty positive on it. And there is a still pretty well watched review on my old channel um, that Andrew will be quick to remind you the former name of. Um, oh, XX is Jess World XX. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that one. Thank you. Um, yes, there is a very old review where I talk about how much I really like this show, and I don't think my opinions change, but the updates to the show really bother me, and we'll go into that later. Uh, did I watch the old, like, uh, original you watched version? The, you watched the original version that I have very okay. few issues with. Okay. Well, you'll have to let me know what they updated, and I'll... I mean, I won't be able to see how it's executed, but I'll let you know if I thought it was a good or bad change, I guess. It's just <laughs> interesting choices. It's not even good or bad changes, it's just things I didn't need. That okay. I'm not sure entirely improve it, but I understand why they did it. Where do you want to start here, Jess? 
I don't even know where to start with this musical. This musical is, like, all over the place. I kind of want to talk about the characters, but then I kind of want to talk about the story and its darker elements and how they're executed. I want to talk about... I want to talk about the characters first. Um, how about we start with everyone but the leads? All right. Because they're all, they're, all kind of, they're all kind of cliches. Like, I think intentionally. It's a good shorthand. The three Heathers are essentially all the same person. Like, literally. Uh, they've got and small differences. They've got small differences. They don't really come out until n more towards the end, though. There are hints at the beginning of their differences. Like, one of them d deals with bulimia. One of them has, like, her own, like, social anxieties. And one is just a huge mythic bitch. Yes. In the words of the show. Yes. But all three of them are essentially just... Mean girls. Yes, and I think that the show does a good job of trying to distinguish them better than the movie did, is more my point. I've not seen the movie. I didn't even know there was a movie, to be fully honest yes, with you. Yes, this is based on a 1988 film starring Winona Ryder, so this is our second Winona Ryder show in a row. Is the movie good? Have you seen it? I don't like it that much. Fair enough. I, f it, I feel like it has much less to say than this musical does. Yeah, I could, I could probably picture that. I mean, this plot, you could put pretty much anything you want into. Well, so. there's less plot. Like they have all the murderous things, and but they don't have a reason for it. And more or less, it's just a a fake universe where there's a bunch of gags bouncing off each other, and it's like pretty grim, dark comedy. Like one of my favorite videos on the internet for a long time that no longer exists is Robbie. You remember Robbie from the Book of Mormon episode we did? Yes, yes. He did a review at, from the po but just describing the plot from the point of view of a different student, like writing in their diary, like watching all this shit go on. <laughs> Dear diary, another person committed suicide. It's freaking really weird. And it well, was the best like video review I've ever seen, and it's nowhere on the internet anymore, and it makes me so sad. Oh well, maybe he'll put it back up eventually. He says he. Had I hope so. I hope so, because that video is gold, and when it goes up, I'm going to promote the hell out of it, because I think it's hilarious. Why don't you just ask him to send it to you, like, in private? Maybe. Maybe I'll bother him about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might I might even be in the video, but I, I don't remember, because that is, like, the least of importance <laughs> to me in the, about that video. <laughs> you might be in it, but you're like, I don't care. Literally, it's like, <laughs> everything else around it is so much better than the fact that I'm in it. <laughs> Okay, so other than the Heathers, you also have the two jocks. Ram Sweeney are, and Kirk Kelly. I don't know how you know their names, but yes, they are just basically just jocks. They're just two dumb jocks, and that's <laughs> pretty much it. But one of them is given a little bit of backstory, meaning that he kissed Martha Dumstock on the football field when he was like a child. Yeah, I don't know why he would kiss that dump truck, but <laughs> Oh, whatever. God, stop it! <laughs> what? She has, I'm like, trying to get into the, the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yes you have those guys which they're shorthand they're asshole idiots future gas station attendants yes or maybe not i mean people can change which is kind of the point of the musical it's like they could have gotten better but now i guess we'll never know i think is an exact line from it yeah i think that was honestly the best my favorite line from the whole thing <laughs> And that is the thing that the heathers movie was missing like that awareness of like it's not good that they got murdered <laughs> Yeah, it's like, they're big mean bullies now, but they're also, like, kids still. Exactly. And kids can grow up. <laughs> and I think that's also the point of the song 17. Like, let's just be kids, you know? Let's not take high school that fucking seriously. Yeah, like, people, like, some people don't grow up, and, and those people are assholes forever, but, like, just because someone was an asshole to you in high school doesn't mean they're still an asshole now. <laughs> Have you seen, uh... <laughs> Um, every furious favorite film, uh, Zootopia. I have seen Zootopia. Actually, I like it. It's Remember season. when she goes back to her hometown and, like, that bully kid is like, I had some issues as a kid, but I got it all figured out. I'm sorry I was a racist. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, because that happens. That does happen. <laughs> that was the Disney realest part of that it. movie. And, if, and honestly, if you don't get it, you're probably a weirdo in a trench coat who wants to shoot people. Do you want to know how bad in tone that movie is compared to like this musical even and this musical has its like weird tonal things i think honestly i think the tone in this is relatively consistent and there's really only one issue i have with it but even that's not that bad but go on um but in the movie like when the two jocks come up to him and is like there's a no f slur allowed in this school and he's like ah they they they've got an open door policy for assholes 
because Christian Slater insisted on doing a Jack Nicholson impression the entire movie, but that's neither here or there. And then he just pulls out two guns and shoots them, and it's like, we cut to the next scene, it's like, ah, I can't believe he got suspended, they were full of blanks. What? <laughs> that actually <Yeah>. happens? <laughs> <laughs> that happens in the movie, yes. I like it so much better when you have like that slow-mo fight and Veronica's like singing a love song around it. That's a clever way to handle that scene. And show I mean, why Veronica does, might does, be into it. He does have the same line, though. Which is fine. That that, that line's fine. It's Christian <laughs> Slater deciding to do a Jack Nicholson impression that is dumb. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Fair enough. You don't do impressions when you're in a movie! <laughs> okay, let's talk about, um... What's his, uh... Well, actually, Robin Williams does all the time. In Aladdin. Well, he's dead now, so... That's fair. Uh, um, <laughs> let's see. Let's talk about uh, Martha Dumptruck. In the flesh. Yes. What do you now, want to say? What do you think of her character? I like her. I thought she, she's kind of a nothing character to me. Oh, you should have seen the movie. She's less than nothing in the movie. Okay, well, I'm not saying compared to the movie. I'm saying in this, she's still pretty much nothing, though. She, You can pretty much cut her almost entirely. I don't... I like the fact that they made her and Veronica childhood friends, because that was something not in the movie that they added for the musical. Um, and it is an effective tie to her and to make it make more sense that Veronica's willing to risk her friendship with the Heathers to, like, defend her. Um, as well, I like the... I really like the Kindergarten song. I don't listen to it very often, but I like it as a tool, where it's, like, sincere cynicism, so to say. But I understand what you're saying, where she basically just exists as a tool to get Veronica to act. Yeah, like, she doesn't really do anything other than just be the person that, like, oh, well, she she's really down-to-earth because she's a loser, and we should we should really relate to her. Well, she's not really down-to-earth. She's kind of, like, a weirdo, too. Like, I'm bringing sparkling cider to this party because I don't understand how parties work. I get it. Yeah. I have friends like that. It's It's frustrating. <laughs> okay now we can talk about trench coat man because he's the he's the man to talk about jd yes <laughs> does he ever get a name god 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 his name's jason J dean. is JD. oh james dean jason dean like jd salinger like uh well he did kill himself too no no i'm thinking of someone else ernest hemingway jd salinger just no, gave no. birth to captain america and then hid in the woods yeah, and he also wrote a book that is probably JD's favorite book of all time. Yeah. Frankie Bunch and of phonies. <laughs> what? <laughs> um I I I I don't know. Obviously you're not supposed to like this character, at least not much. I think you're kind of supposed to be on his side at first. Like, even the Freeze Your Brain song is like, Oh my god, my life is so hard. Like, oh my god, my dad just keeps moving, so I'm sad. Well, I think, um, I think maybe you're supposed to like him up until he basically just kills someone. I mean, he didn't really kill her. <laughs> she drank the I Drano mean, on like, her own. He totally put the Drano in the cup and then gave it to her and then didn't tell her that she had the Drano cup and... Yeah, he definitely killed her. 100%, but yeah. <laughs> I don't much care for him as a character, like, so to say. I prefer him in the musical than in the movie, because he does have guilt for his actions. And the musical does something really weird, like, morally, that I don't know if I agree with, where he they give him a good point, where he they justify his murders a bit by having, him, having the dead gay son. He's like, look, it's tolerance. You're welcome, town. Like, no, 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 that, that's not how that works. Um, in my opinion, murder can never be the lesser of any two evils, so, you know, doesn't really matter what comes out of it, it's still murder. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I agree with you, but the weird uh, thing that I like about it is the fact that we never feel the murders quite so bad, because Veronica is constantly haunted by the ghosts of the people that died, which is a good theatrical way of saving us from too much guilt of them being dead. I think what I don't like about... JD is more what I don't like about Veronica in that she is so complacent in it yet she pretends that she's like totally against it. How is she like complacent how... in it? Explain it to me. Okay. He murders two people in front of her 
and she just gets like mildly angry at him. It's like, no, you turn him into the police. <laughs> uh, you know, th this is not like a, oh, I'm, you, you didn't, you lied to me. You didn't say you were going to kill them. I'm mad. Like that's no, no, there two people are dead. You can't be involved in this. I mean, she's kind of trying to talk him down from the ledge, like in a way that high schoolers do. High schoolers are idiots. I don't know if you know this. I do know this. Have you watched the documentary, um, I Love You Now Die? No. Um, and did you hear at least the news story about the girl that convinced a guy to kill himself, like, and they were in high school and all that? That was her boyfriend? I, I did hear that, and then she, like, used it, like, oh, my boyfriend committed suicide, that's so sad. Yeah, he was apparently, like, really abusive to her, too. Like, it, it's a complicated situation. A lot more complicated than, like, the headlines made it seem. <laughs> But that just shows, yeah, like, how stupid high schoolers are. The idea of life and death aren't quite as concrete as it is to us now, because we face death on an everyday basis. <laughs> but then I guess, I guess nowadays, just going to school, they face death on an everyday basis. I, I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's a little, that's a little bit of an exaggerated statement, but... Hey! <laughs> happens more than most other countries. That is true, yes. That does not mean that at, like, every high school, it's, like, constantly in fear. <laughs> Did you have to do the, um, gun safety drills where you had to hide under desks and shit? Um, yes. When did that start? I remember it not being a thing, and then one day suddenly being a thing. And that happened during our time in high school. Uh, I mean, it probably started around, like, 1990-something, like... I think it started later. Line. I think it started around 2004, 2005. They might just not do it with younger kids. Well, now they 100% do. Like, I've seen them. Well, that's because of, San of Sandy Hook. Thanks, Sandra Hook! Yeah, I mean, this, this musical has a lot of that Columbine school shooting type shit. So really, kind of a kind of shock in that way. It's just shocked the system, and it shocks me even more to hear that this, to see the 80s film it was based on, which is... A little, a little more tasteless nowadays. Apparently he pulls out guns in school and is upset that he gets suspended. Yeah, he's not upset, like, other people are upset, like, God, what are, what are they freaking out about? What do you mean, even... what are they freaking out about? <laughs> what, are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you. Honest question. Sure. Yeah. So, do you think the show should be performed in high schools? Yeah, why not? Because of the content within it, the school shootings and all that, because that is a major part of the story. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd say it makes it even more appropriate, because it's relevant. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Because they, they do have a high school edition of this, and mostly it just removes the sexual I, I, elements, but keep like most of the story elements. I think part of the reason that I wouldn't want it performed in a high school is because you can't have the sexual elements, which kind of sucks. Does it, though? Like, let me go into this a little bit. I want to talk, I did want to bring up the high school edition, so I'm glad that we kind of naturally flowed into this. Sure. What's what's your version of the high school opinion um, on the high school version? My my apologies. The original composers <laughs> um, basically came in and rewrote the musical to fit the high school edition. So it wasn't done like after the fact by some nameless person trying to work their way through. And they yeah, even renamed it, it was, like Heather's 101. So, the new lyrics are just about as good as the original lyrics. Did they make it shorter? I know a lot of school versions, they make things shorter. They didn't make it any shorter, because it's not very long to begin with. It's less than two hours. Like, they didn't change crazy amounts. Like, Dead Girl Walking, um, the original musical, it's... Sorry, but I really had to wake you. See, I decided I must ride you till I break you. Cause Heather says I got to go. Um, they changed that line to something equally as suggestive, but still an okay functional lyric, which is... Had to see you, hope I didn't wake you, but I intend to hold you tight until I break you. Cause Heather says I got to go, you're my last meal on death row. Shut your mouth and let's get down to business. Come on! 
like that that still works okay i mean i thought they would have just cut that scene entirely but if i guess it, since it's still in there it's still in there but they were like they they went pg with it they yeah another PG-13. one PG 13 i think another one is like let's break the bed i'm a dead girl walking um and something like that and it's and they replace it with go lock the doors i'm a dead girl walking um i've got one night to kill before they roast me on the grill bow down to the will of dead girl walking like it still is a functional good lyrics and i think that's kind of what i'm discovering as long as the lyrics that they're replacing with them with are still good functional and make sense in the scene and you can interpret them sexually but you don't have to i'm pretty okay with high school editions and i didn't realize that until i watch this version okay what is it with american sensibilities that this has a high school version with all the violence with all the school shooting themes but what we're concerned with is whether or not there's sex in it isn't that the showing of the <laughs> moral values of americans honestly it's like oh yeah yeah high schoolers getting murdered that's fine we gotta make sure we cut the sex though i mean that's that's a little edgy, a little racy, am I right? I don't want to see these underage kids having sex, but murdering each other, ha! That's hilarious! I love murder. <laughs> and there are some things that they wrote for the high school version that they've now brought into the newer version, which I don't much appreciate. Okay, well, we gotta talk about the newer version. What, what do you have to say on what has changed in the newer version? So they've wrote, written a couple new songs, and they replaced one song with a brand new one. So the song okay. Blue, do you remember that one? You make my balls so blue, they're hanging sadly. What did they do to you that you hate them so? Don't run from me, they're all beat up like a tackling dummy. Um, they replaced it with a new song called You're Welcome. So it's a little less date rapey, and in the end, Veronica just throws them into cow manure, and it's a little bit more rap than it is, like, say, the hummable, like, upbeat, jazzy, goofy song. Hey there, girl, avoid this punk. He's hungry for a hunk of the junk in your trunk. There is no lie that dog won't try when a tasty treat like you walks by, cause once you were geeky and nerdy, now you're flirty, freaky, and dirty. You Nothing and nobody, but now you're good enough to get with me. Oh, you're welcome. Look where you are, you're welcome. You want the football star, you're welcome. Baby, what's that smell? That's the smell of me loving you. Well, you're welcome. And I don't like your welcome as a song, I just don't much care for that song as is. <laughs> I know, I just never really liked Dwayne The Rock Johnson, to be honest. Uh, he's not a great singer, either. <laughs> no, not that version, but... <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and they wrote a new song for Heather to sing at JD to basically break up with him. That's called I Say No, which became a ve very well-received song, and I like it because it brings in some lines of dialogue from the film and, like, gives Heather her moment to yell at JD because he spends most of Act 2 yelling at her. Also, they're like, I felt like there really needed to be a moment where she does yell at him. <laughs> I agree. Because she's, it's like, dude, she's, he has murdered three people and you're just going to be like, oh yeah, whatever. Oh, that's so, you're such a big meanie for doing that. <laughs> and they gave Heather Duke a song about not shutting up because you know Heather always told her to shut up and as soon as she dies she's like no I'm in charge I'm never shutting up ever again I will never shut up again I will never shut up again okay I'm and not sure about that but I don't much love that <laughs> song either that seems like a totally unnecessary addition but they replaced that with the song about, like, the big sword fight in her mouth. Which is sucks. You don't like that? That song sucks. No, I don't like that. You don't want to have a big sword fight in her mouth? No, I just don't want to hear that song. Hi, guys. Sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we got a shield at you! Andrew, why don't Time you tell show. us all about Patreon and who's supporting us on Patreon? All right, well, I'm just going to start right off with our current Patreon supporters, which is uh, Stephanie L., Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lira, Lily, 
Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Tuskier, Colin McLeod, Fire of September, Sam Bergman, Mina Maroney, Moniri. Oh my goodness. Moniri, Jesus, you so fuck up. Nobody loves you. I am so bad. Monica Thoreau and Brent Black. Hi, Brent. Um, Hi, Brent. Which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they all give us a bit of support. Um, if you want to donate, you can go to our Patreon and you can get access to um, after show uh, recordings, which we do like 10 minute or, or 15 minute post episode, kind of just off the cuff, sort of expanding on uh, our episode, which that's that's only one dollar, I believe. Yep, um, that's for our one dollar patrons. We, we also have, uh, oh my goodness, commentaries, which we should have up our commentary on the uh, David Hasselhoff Jekyll and Hyde by now. Whoa. Um, so check that one out. Happy um, Halloween! Uh, do you know this episode's posting on Halloween? <laughs> maybe maybe we should have leaned into that on Halloween. Yes. Oh, happy Halloween, everyone! Yeah, so I just did uh, that math in my head right now. Oh yeah, we're we're recording this on um, October ninth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's about it. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, don't go see Joker because I don't like bad stereotypes about clowns getting out there. All right, that's true. Go see, go see it, Chapter Two, if you want to see accurate stereotypes about clowns. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Back to the show. Veronica. 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 Let's talk about beautiful. I like the song. I think it's a great opening number. It really, as you said, it sets up the tone to expect something a little darker, but still a high school story. Yeah, and, and I like how it's um her as kind of an outsider introducing you to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than just starting with her um as like one of the Heather crew, where you wouldn't really be able to get into it with like as an outsider, like she wouldn't be able to introduce you to everything really. Right, so as um, she learns it, we learn it too. Essentially, yeah. Um, and I also like that the beautiful, like, that, that theme keeps comes back throughout the show, which is obviously something that happens in most shows, but some, so, some shows don't do that very well, and uh, it's, I like when I see it. Yeah, I mean, take a look at, like, the jukebox musicals out there. They don't repeat those themes ever. It's true, and it's weird to think that, but, I mean, it's, they just don't. They just, nothing comes back. Uh, or yeah. or just bad musicals like a like a fucking Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> what are you talking about? They sing murder, murder a bunch and facade a whole bunch. That's true, but those that's about it, and they suck. So <laughs> yippee. Um, yeah, beautiful is such a great song. I did want to talk about the performance of the original Off Broadway cast of Veronica, which I think is expertly done by Barrett Wilbur Weed. I think she really adds a lot of, like, originality to that part that comes from a lot of what I've seen of her own personality. By virtue of her own voice, she has this, like, deep bass that she uses, like, perfectly for, like, really random spurts of laughter, which I think is a really interesting touch to the character. I think that's, like, one of the only ones I listen to. That's on the original? Is that the West End? That is the original, um... Recording you watched and the original off-Broadway cast. Which I think is, that's the West End cast. Or is that off-Broadway off, off is different recording? Off-Broadway is different than different West End. One. West End is the new British one. Um, and I, I don't like I it very much. The West, End. the West End version, everyone is trying to suppress their British accents. And it sounds terrible. Yeah. 
Because when I listened to the original recording um, that you sent me, because I listened to that one first, I thought that was very good, but the West End one I was like a little bit off. Nobody likes the West End version. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. I just think like it's so weird that they're trying to hide their British accents. It's like the Parade 2007 London recording where they're all British people trying to do Southern American accents. Is this like a strictly American show? Like, why can't they just have a British accent in it? I have no idea. I would have much preferred that they just, like, embrace their Britishness. Like, I'm assuming these stereotypes must exist in some form in England. No, they have no emotions in England. They go to school, they come home, and they die. Okay, I mean, that happens in this, though. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's just no clicks there. That's true. They're all one big stereotype. They're all British people. Let's have crumpets. Put that and they don't wait it has to be america because where else would you get that many guns um they have guns in england no not as many civilians can't get guns yeah they can no get out of here do you think jade in the 80s do you think jd would be able to go on the fucking black market and get those guns jd's an idiot has like one he only oh. needs to have one gun he has one he gun and a bunch, a bunch of bombs bombs you don't buy yeah, and his dad is a them. demolition guy, so I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, enough about England and their <laughs> fucking tea. To Shamu. Not your friend, I can tell in the end. If she had your shot. What'd you think of Candy Store? I like Candy Store. That's a pretty fun song, actually. This song gets stuck in my head all the time. It's a really good introduction to the Heather characters as well. And they're dynamic with each other, like Heather, uh, McNamara, or no, what is it? I love how many times they have, they tell one of them to shut up. I forget which one it is. I just know, they all say Heather, so it's like, I don't, I don't know who, which one's which. Shut but, up, Heather! Sorry, Heather! Isn't there also a part in the song where one of them starts singing, and then they tell him to stop singing it, and then they <laughs> <Yep>. start singing <laughs> That's great. That's, that's a great joke. <laughs> That's a really well-told joke. I think they, they, I feel like they do a key change there when they come back in with it, too. I don't know. Yep, she... That or they, that or they just sing it higher. I'm not sure. They do, they do both of those things, technically. Very good. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, I like how vulgar it is. Like, re, as I started off, like, phrases like, why now are you pulling on my dick are just so weird to hear. I don't know. It's got this, like, high school mentality in the writing, almost, where it's they they don't care if they tell these stupid jokes that high schoolers would tell um and and they just don't care and i i like it i don't know it's kind of like a almost like a south park type thing which is this is unrelated to south park so it's funny it it is um but also they're like mean like high school students are like they'll openly be rude and inconsiderate to like their friends parents and all that no it's it's i i really uh appreciate the humor in this because it's it's not a humor you see everywhere. A lot of things are watered down now. Um, are this, you saying that just... PC culture is ruining everything, Andrew? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Except musical theater, actually. Musical theater, nothing gets watered down here. <laughs> Honestly, musical theater is the most pure form of art, and Andrew basically just admitted to that right here. So we've won, guys! Heather's the musicals, the episode where we did it! No, I mean... I I do really appreciate that in theater you do not have to censor anything. Like there is so much stuff in in just the musicals I've seen that you could never do in a movie or on TV. It just it wouldn't happen. What do you think in specifically? Honestly, a lot of the more serious musicals I find do it. Like uh things like Parade, I feel like that could work, but it wouldn't I don't think it would get made. Uh, I don't, like, that movie wouldn't happen, you know? I wish it would, bro. I really fucking wish it would. Like, I think it could happen, like, they could do that with an R rating, but, 
like I don't think that would get funded. I don't think it would get any uh, traction. Well, the thing is, you can't block anyone from seeing a musical. Like, I think the only things that like have eighteen plus warnings on musicals are like Book of Mormon and Spring Awakening. I don't even think this has an eighteen plus warning on it. Honestly, Book of Mormon, I don't think even does. <laughs> Because, like, yeah, it has the warning on there, like, hey, not recommended for children. But if you see a child walking into Book of Mormon, I've never seen any theater person being like, oh, you got, you can't bring them in there. Like, it's, I don't know. They just don't care. It's great. I wish we could have that mentality elsewhere. Which almost has me scared that maybe one day we might have that mentality in theater. I'm not too nervous about that, to be honest. I don't think any theater folks would have it. Because you think, if, if this show was more heavily censored, it's not even just about the dick jokes and shit like that. Uh, a song like My Dead Gay Son couldn't, couldn't happen if that was like that. People would either find it, either find it insensitive to gay people, or they would find it uh, too heavily in favor of, like... Somebody would be offended by it. The right would be offended by it, the left would be offended by it, somebody would be offended by it, and it would go away. Yeah, it, it was just, it would have to go away because we can't, we either can't talk about gay people, or we can't talk about gay people in that way, Because or... it won't appeal to China, so we can't have any gay characters. Honestly, honestly, I, I was saying this to you earlier. <laughs> no. Um, uh, right, the, the time is October 9th for me. So anybody who's into any amount of gaming, or even just goes online, uh, this is big fiasco with Blizzard right now, where they ban somebody for um, coming out in favor of Hong Kong because they are afraid of losing China money because China buys video games, China buys movies, China does all these things, and we're the only people that saw the Warcraft movie. Well, it, it's beyond that, though. I mean, Disney. How many things are, uh, how many times has Disney mentioned gay people existing? Never. That's the reason why we don't have any openly gay characters in any Marvel movies or any, like, openly gay characters in Star Wars movies. And the only one we have in Marvel can easily be dubbed away when they transfer it to China. It definitely was. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> like, it bothers me a ton. Like, this is the world that we live in, and this is how we get our media. And it's great that musical theater is untainted by that. Yeah. So say what you want about PC culture and how all the uh, dummy uh, boomers are out there bitching about PC culture because they, could, they, can't, they can't be racist anymore. <laughs> but there is, there is a thing to say that PC, that, that type of PC culture that's coming from China in influencing our media is a bad thing. It's not even PC culture, so to say. Like, I don't even know how to describe what culture that is. It's like anti-company culture. It's anti-corporation culture. Well, anything that's making, like, these taboo issues... I mean, I guess PC culture is kind of tainted because those type of people do use that, and obviously that's not what I'm meaning by this. Yeah, I know what I'm you trying... mean, and I'm trying to, like, make you clarify it so it isn't that, but I understand yeah. what you're trying to say. I'm using it as an actual, this is censorship culture, and that type of censorship is bad. Um... <laughs> and by this, I'm not, we're not saying, like... It's not bad that we can't say racist shit, or it's bad that we can't say homophobic shit. That's not what we're saying. It's bad that we have to appeal to the corporate interests of China when we make our art, so that we can't have any good representation, so that we can't say anything that we actually believe. Yeah, and I mean, it also, you can't say anything mildly edgy. Like, this, if this was made into a movie, I mean, it couldn't really be, because this wouldn't appeal to China, so, like, Disney's not gonna pick this up. Uh, <laughs> it has been, like, pitched for a movie several times, but fun fact, let me actually tell you about censorship involving the Heather story, and it actually supports your point pretty well. So there was a Heather's TV show, I think it was, like, on the IFC or Paramount Network, and it's, like, its own thing, it's weird, it's the same dark comedy, I saw a little bit of it, but I didn't really watch it. They banned it for, like, eight months, and then they aired an edited for content version, and then they Are you premiered, serious? premiered that once, and I don't think it's ever played again. Good God. They banned it? Yeah, because there was another school shooting, and they didn't want this to, like, promote anyone oh else doing God. it. Oh, my God. 
And from what I saw, like, I only watched a little bit of the pilot episode. It's well shot, it's well performed, it fits in the, like, same tone as the 80s film more than, like, the musical, but it felt in the same vein as it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I find it sad, because it's, it's art, it's not, this isn't real life. <laughs> this is art, this is what people should be allowed to see. Okay, here is the official <laughs> it, statement. Following the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting in November, on October 27, 2018, Paramount Network decided to pull episodes 7 and 8 from their schedule and declined, the bro- and declined to broadcast them on television. The two episodes had previously been made available on Paramount's network's official website application October 22, 2018. The ninth and final episode ultimately aired on October 29th as originally scheduled. That's a shame. It is, and I'm not even saying, I'm not promoting that show, I really haven't watched it, but... Well, yeah, but it didn't get cancelled for being bad, it got cancelled because they thought that this wasn't appropriate for people to see. Or that they didn't want the PR nightmare of, like, why could they play this right after this event? And that is another thing that we have to worry about, is the real world affecting it. And we do live in a shitty real world right now, not gonna lie. Yeah, but it's not media's fault. Media reflects reality, not the other way around. Maybe we should brighten up our world a little bit so that this fake media world fantasy that we have isn't as traumatizing to us. Fair. Uh, what's our... What song are we going to talk about? <laughs> Let's move on to Dead Girl Walking. Dead Girl Walking is very good. Um, Dead Girl Walking is an iconic song, and it's one of those numbers where when I first heard it, I knew this was going to be big. Um, maybe the best song in the show? It's probably my favorite, but I don't know if it's the best, if that makes sense. Yeah, it it's probably my favorite, like, serious song, mm-hmm. um, because uh, my dead gay son is just really funny, so <laughs> it's hard not to. <laughs> I, yeah, um, you you make a lot of sense with that. <laughs> no, Dead Girl Walking, really good song. Uh, uh, an empowering women song. Is that is that right to say? <laughs> it is. Um, I actually wanted to ask you a question. We're on episode sixty one of our show right now. This is episode sixty one. We're recording. Yo, only eight more episodes, and we get the big <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> nevertheless, so... <laughs> We're gonna have the big fun. <laughs> How many times have we watched these musicals? Have we ever seen a song of a girl initiating sex? Or even a scene of a girl initiating sex? Well, to be fair, there's not a huge amount of sex scenes in musicals. But I don't think we've seen one yet. And the only one I can think of as a technicality is a short segment of I can do better than that from the last five years movie, but only the movie. It bothers me. It bothers me a lot because women have just as equal interest in sex as men, sometimes more, and they are never seen as the ones pushing the sexual angle in anything. That's not to say that there's no songs where the women want sex, though. I mean, there is is that one part in Into the Woods. Hello, little girl. (laughs) The one with the the prince and the baker's Baker's wife. wife. But then again, that's him initiating. Like, she is not the one breaking into his, like, princely tower and saying, I want to fuck you. Like, it literally happens in this show. Yes. This is the first time this has happened in this show. And I love it. It's one of those... It feels empowering because you don't see it much. Um, it's... Yeah. And I I think it's, it's interesting that they have it in there and it's nice. Um, and it also makes it seem as though the girl is more powerful in the dynamic Uh, the only thing i don't like about this song is that she seems more powerful to hear but then she kind of turns into like very passive when once all the murdering starts but then she becomes active in the final moments when she goes up against him that's what makes her feel like a person actually able to take him on is because we get that revival of dead girl walking being like i'm gonna fuck this guy up instead of i'm gonna fuck this guy his solution is a lie Die, except for me 
Can I say something? Can I pitch something here? Pitch it! I think that she should have been totally into the murders until she realized he was going to bomb the whole school and kill everybody. <laughs> so you're thinking of a Mrs. Lovett Sweeney Todd situation. Yes, because I think she is very powerful and I think she should have been totally into it up to a point. Either, either when he decides he wants to go too far and literally kill everybody or something with Martha, like he threatens Martha for some reason. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good scene. Like, it would have been a good departure from the movie, um, at least. Because as it is, as it is, I feel like she kind of turns way too passive and it makes it kind of awkward because it's like, why is she just going along with this when obviously she's not, she doesn't like it when we know she's strong enough to not do that? I mean, when was um, the last, What? when did we see her, like, be, like, passive to it in Act 2? Well... Just the fact that she didn't even do anything to retaliate against him and just kind of lets him do it. You know, he kills the two people and she's just like, okay, don't, I don't like that. Don't do it. Like, if she really didn't like that he did that, she should have right then and there went up against him. I don't know. Mm. Murder is such a big thing that it's like, you can't just have two people get murdered that you didn't want to be a part of, see the murderer and then be like, man... I really wish he didn't do that. Well, she really didn't want him to do that, and then he did it. Yes. So, like, you know, stop him now. I worship you. I trade my life for yours. We'll make them disappear. We'll plant our garden here. Our love is God. 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 Our love is God is hilarious. It's so dark. That's honestly, this song is what kind of makes me wish she was in on it. All right, explain, please. I mean, they're singing about how they're God and she's also singing that. <laughs> like, why is she not in on it? <laughs> it's basically her figuring out like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, no, I'm fucked. She can't get out. I think at that point he basically has her in a headlock. I guess. Like, I he starts off as, like, teenager, like, oh, yeah, I love you more than anything in the world, like, a birding with intense fires, and then by the end of it, it's like, oh, my God, he might kill me if I do the wrong thing. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a sick man. As far as Act 1 openers, or Act 1 enders go, it is a pretty good, like, oh, my God, what the fuck, how does she get out of this? Yeah, I like it, but I feel like it would have been more fun if it was, like, both of them saying that they are God. <laughs> but that wouldn't be a line from the 88 movie, <laughs> which is what they're mostly interested in, like, adapting, sadly. Fuck that. But their love can kill the dinosaurs. They're the asteroid that's overdue. Eh, whatever. My dead gay son. Um, Andrew, we should perform this at a karaoke night one night. Only if we have a dead gay son. Uh, we will. You and I are going to have a dead gay son. We're going to raise him up gay and then kill him. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the best idea you've had all night. <laughs> In 61 episodes, that is the best idea I've ever had. <laughs> Wait, Jess, we could just adopt an older one that's already gay. And we can kill him! Easy. We got this, guys! We're gonna be the um, best dads. I think it's just really funny. It's just a- it, this is just a really funny song. And it's a I great- I there's not really that much else to say. It's an ideal Act 1 opener. Like, honestly, it has nothing really to do with the plot. It's fun, and you're cheering by the end of it and being like, Yeah, I don't want this to end, but then you can return to the plot. I also just want to throw it out there that this is a really fucking dark song. <laughs> what? Why? Explain. Okay. These two fathers are bonding over the fact that their two sons, who were not gay, were gay. The only reason these two guys are bonding is because someone murdered their sons and then changed everything about their lives in their suicide note. <laughs> Ram and I died because we had to hide our gay forbidden love from a misapproving world. These two fathers, okay, they're now gonna live the rest of their lives remembering their sons in a way that they did not actually exist. How dark is that? <laughs> but their sons in real life, they were just nothings of people. Once again, high school has-beens. They might have developed a personality and became dead gay sons one day. You know, maybe they were deeper than that. Maybe that's just how they were with their friends. Maybe their fathers knew them in a different way. <laughs> or maybe Which... it was just a line set in the movie that they wanted to turn into a funny song. It is a funny song. I think it's- I'm just pointing out that it's even funnier because it's so dark. You think it's best because it's so dark? Yeah. Why? Humor is always better- humor is always better if it's really uncomfortable. But I believe that any dream worth having is a dream that should not have to end. So I'll build a dream that I can live in, and this time I'm never waking up. I mean, to be honest, we're pushing an hour here, and I don't have anything else to say about any of these songs. <laughs> I, I know there's one thing you want to say about one song. Oh, you want me to talk about how Kindergarten Boyfriend is, is literally just, uh, <laughs> Old Red Hills? <laughs> yes. Alright, I'm just gonna say this. Uh, Kindergarten Boyfriend, the chorus, is exactly the same as the Old Red Hills chorus. No! I don't give a shit. How dare you say this? It's exactly the same. Listen to the song and sing the lyrics. <laughs> and we'll sing the lyrics to Old Red House. Across the wings of the faculty parking lot, I go to fight for the old hills. They don't sound anything alike. You're full of shit. <laughs> Literally, when you were singing them, they sounded very similar. I don't care. They did not. You're wrong. It's like exactly the same rhythmically, and the melody is the same up until the very end. <laughs> Why don't you hum it for me? So maybe I just need to hear it from you. You know what? I'm not going to, because you already sang it, and everybody in the audience could already hear it. <laughs> audience, I want you all to at Andrew, at Heyducker, and tell him that he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> tell me that I'm wrong. Oh, okay. Tell him the truth. Look, I've only listened to Old Red Hills like twice in my entire life, and I noticed it right away. So. Well, that's just and <laughs> let's just be fair, Andrew. Jason Robert J Brown is the genius and the savior of writing, so obviously it's sticking in your head. All right, which one came first? Parade <laughs> came first, right? Yeah, Parade 100 came first. All right, so they just stole it. I'm sorry. Kindergarten Boyfriend's not even a good song, so it's whatever. Well, I think it's one of those songs that works a lot, very well when done live, but like when you just hear it, it's kind of, it's kind of boring. It's very boring. Except for when it, the Old Red Hills part starts and I can start singing the wrong lyrics. <laughs> I can't promise no more Heathers, high school may not ever end. 
Still, I miss you. I'd be honored if you'd let me be your friend. My friend. We can be seventeen. We can learn how to chill. If no one loves me now, someday somebody. song 17 this is another song i want to bring up before we move on i like the theme of it i i feel like the song itself isn't really that special though as far as like melody and anything like that i think it's actually for me it's a song i hum the most but usually it's the really? end part where it's it, like can we be 17 and i kind of get a little weepy when it's like about like childhood and like we it all ends and we're all gonna die someday yeah, but I mean, why don't they just be 17? Well, because some of them are dead. Well, I guess they'll be 17 forever then. I guess at least I never have to turn 30. Thank God. Andrew, how's that be feel to be 54 and diabetic? Well, better out than in, I always say. <laughs> Fun fact, throughout the entire rest of this show, I've been sending Andrew Shrek the Musical <laughs> memes. <laughs> And this eternal suffering. <laughs> <laughs> and and they are great. <sighs> Alright. Let's uh <laughs> let's wrap this shit up. Andrew, let's wrap this up. What is your overall thoughts on Heather's the Musical and your cheese rating? Heather's the Musical is uh it's it's like um it's pretty decent and I would I would recommend it. I thought it was kind of funny. It, it is kind of a hit or miss though, which I guess you'd expect from a cult musical because usually that is there's something not great that most people don't that most people see but there's something good hidden behind it and I, I think the issue with this that i have is just that a lot of the songs aren't amazing what but the story makes up for it i'm just throwing it out there how dare you there's some really good songs but there's also ones that are just kind of but i don't think there's any terrible songs either i know you said you don't like big fun much big but fun. it's not terrible Big fun is terrible it is terrible i hate big fun <laughs> i actually hate it it does the, um, like it's not terrible mixed like i think my rating system is just off for that for compared to you like jekyll and hyde all oh, the murder murder song does not fit the tone of what they're trying to express and is unintentionally comedic and therefore annoying Whereas Big Fun is meant to be raucous, annoying teenagers being raucous, annoying teenagers, and the song reflects that. It does, but it's too annoying. Like, just, look, in my opinion, if you write something that is meant to be annoying, that doesn't mean that it's not annoying just because it succeeds in what it was trying to do. <laughs> like, if you're trying to be obnoxious and you succeed, you are obnoxious. <laughs> Fine. What's your cheese rating then, Dick? My cheese rating? Um, this is gonna get one big old American cheese because it's about school shootings. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I love Heather's the Musical. I think it's great. I listen to it frequently. Dead Girl Walking is a song I sing tons. I love almost every song in this, aside from a select few that I don't re-listen to very often. Big phone. Um, <laughs> um so my cheese rating overall is nacho cheese filled up into a big gulp from 7-eleven oh yeah 7-eleven plays a big role we didn't mention that did we no it does though <laughs> almost as big a role as school shootings which you know what 7-eleven is very american as well you know what? They very much cause school shootings. I agree, Andrew. Either way, thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher at Musicals with Cheese. Our Twitter is at Cheesy Musicals. Our Patreon is Musicals with Cheese. Our Instagram is Musicals with Cheese. Our YouTube page is Musicals with Cheese. Shoot us an email at MusicalTheaterLives at gmail.com. Our title card is created by the amazing, the incredible Jolene Casco. Send her some love on Instagram at Jolene Casco. Andrew, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Um... Check out this musical if you have not. It is good. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. You know what else I gotta say, Andrew? 
What's that? We can start and finish wars. We're what killed the dinosaurs. We're the asteroid that's overdue. The dinosaurs choked on the dust. They died because God said they must. The new world needed room for me and you. I worship you. I trade my life for yours. Oh boy. So, oh, so right. that so was uncomfortable. Are you going to marry me now, Andrew? <laughs> Only if you murder two people. Hell yeah, let's I... go! Nope, not let's. I don't want you to, but you have to kill them. I gotta kill them! I got eek lug bullets! Eek glug bullets. Do you know what eek lug translates to? What's that? I'm lying. That is That's German for I'm lying. Good God, that is a dumb joke that a few people might have gotten. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. Wait a second, JD names his bullets in German? Is he a Nazi? Well, they mentioned that they were from Nazi Germany. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, bye everyone. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs>